Welcome to Brookings First United Methodist Church and our podcast, Messages from First United Methodist Brookings. This podcast is an audio version of Pastor Pete Grasshouse's sermons from the First United Methodist Church in Brookings, South Dakota. You can watch the full services online anytime on our website at brookingsmethodist.org or at the link in the episode notes. On behalf of Pastor Pete and our entire church family, thank you for joining us. In our church during August, we have been following a teaching series looking at some of the basic beliefs of what it means to be a member of the United Methodist Church. This clearly doesn't assume that we somehow think we're better than anyone else, but I do think it's helpful for us to be reminded of some of the core beliefs that hold us together. Today I'm inviting us to reflect on our passion for the Holy Bible, the fact that we, as followers of Jesus, love the Scriptures and order our lives according to them. During this month, we have been reading our way through the letter of Ephesians. And so today I'm going to read some verses from Ephesians chapter 6. It's the last chapter in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6. And I will read from verse 10 through to verse 20. It is the last chapter Here are the last words that appropriately begin, finally. Finally, let the mighty strength of the Lord make you strong. Put on all the armor that God gives so that you can defend yourself against the devil's tricks. We're not fighting against humans. We're fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. So... Put on all the armor that God gives. Then when that evil day comes, you will be able to defend yourself. And when the battle is over, you will be standing firm. Be ready. Let the truth be like a belt around your waist. And let God's justice protect you like armor. Your desire to tell the good news about peace should be like shoes on your feet. Let your faith be like a shield, and you will be able to stop all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Let God's saving power be like a helmet, and for a sword, use God's message that comes from the Spirit. Never stop praying, especially for others. Always pray by the power of the Spirit. Stay alert and keep praying for God's people. Pray that I will be given the message to speak and that I may fearlessly explain the mystery about the good news. I was sent to do this work. That's the reason I'm in jail. So pray that I will be brave and will speak as I should. Just so far. Do you... Do you have a Bible? Do you own a Bible? Maybe some of you are saying, well, I have more than one Bible. That's certainly true for me. I got my first Bible at the age of 10. I was going to a church camp and my parents gave me a Bible for the camp. I still have it, a treasured memory of parents who loved me enough to introduce me to the Bible, which 
initiated a love affair with the Bible that has continued to hold me ever since then. Of course, over the years, I have received other Bibles. I was given a Bible at my confirmation. I was given a Bible when I first began my seminary studies. I was presented with a Bible for my ordination and have continued to collect Bibles. Some are specialized Bibles. I have a Greek Bible and a Bible in Hebrew and a Zulu Bible. I have many different translations of the English Bible, ranging from the King James to the New International to the Revised Standard Version and the Living Bible and the Message. I went to university to learn about the Bible and in the years since then have continued to study it. You know what? With each passing year I've discovered that I do not know everything because there is always more to learn. My task today is to encourage you to fall in love with the Bible, to read it, to study it, to learn about it. We who follow Jesus have different ways of worship and different doctrines and different great teachers of our particular traditions. But the one thing that all followers of Jesus have in common is the Bible. In the words we've just read, Ephesians chapter 6, it is the Bible that becomes our armor, our sword of the Spirit. So today, I would like to say three things about the Bible. First of all, please do note that we do not all read the same Bible. If you did not know, do not be shocked to discover the Protestant Bible has 66 books in it. The Roman Catholic Bible has 73 books, while the Greek Orthodox and Russian Orthodox Bible can have up to 81 books. And there are different versions of the original Greek manuscripts, and more are still being learned about these ancient texts. For this reason, we should continue reading and learning because there is much still to be uncovered. I am inviting you to read as many different translations as you can. Each has something to add to our knowledge. And please, for the love of God, do not argue about which is the correct translation or which is the best Bible. All Bibles can assist in our spiritual growth. But I would suggest you find a Bible that you can read easily. You should not be struggling through obscure language that hides the meaning of Scripture. Grow a passion to read and understand the Bible. That said, let's note my second point, that we do not all read the Bible in the same way. There are many different ways of reading the Bible. Some people read the Bible for literal facts, some people read the Bible for spiritual encouragement. Some read the Bible to learn lessons of faith from our spiritual ancestors. And we do disagree with each other about these different ways of reading the Bible. But I wish that we who follow Jesus would not disagree with such bitterness and anger. Most recently, there are some people who've left the United Methodist Church to form another church because they say we do not read the Bible correctly. And, and let me digress just for a moment 
to teach us about the Methodist movement. The Methodist people have always taken the Bible seriously. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, puts it this way, and I quote from his journal in 1872. Oh, give me that book at any price. Give me the book of God. I have it. Here is the knowledge enough for me. Let me be a man of one book. This is who we are as people of the Methodist movement. We only have this one book, the Bible. But we've always made space for the Bible to be read in different ways. The United Methodist Church uses this phrase, we are a big tent. We are a diverse group of people who find shelter in this United Methodist Church, but have always had different ways of reading the Bible. So for some to say they must leave our church because they disagree with the way other Methodist people read the Bible demonstrates they have not really understood the Methodist way. We welcome different points of view. Again, let me quote John Wesley, who in his instructions to Methodists say this, the distinguishing marks of a Methodist are not his opinions of any sort. We believe indeed that all scriptures given by the inspiration of God, but as to all opinions which do not strike at the root of Christianity, we think and let think. So there are many different Bibles. And we deliberately make space for different opinions, which leaves us with a final question. Is there some true foundation on which we build our belief? Or is everything just your personal opinion? And here's the answer. If we choose to follow Jesus, then everything we say or think is guided by Jesus. And so when we read the Bible, we always return to the opinion of Jesus. Because the fact is, not everything in the Bible is Christian. The Bible is a record of people's experiences of the Spirit of God in their lives through history. But sometimes their human limitations prevent the biblical writers from accurately understanding the will of God. And for this reason... We discover Jesus correcting those moments when the writers of the Bible get stuff wrong. For example, in Matthew 5, Jesus says, You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth, found in Leviticus chapter 24. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You see, some of the writers of the Bible believed in a God of revenge, and Jesus come to say they got it wrong. God is a God of love and grace and forgiveness. And so I encourage us, I encourage us to reread everything in the Bible in the light of the teaching of Jesus. When we do this, we will discover that some parts of the Bible are to be ignored in favor of the teachings of Jesus. Our gold standard is Jesus. Everything is to be tested against the life and teaching of Jesus. Everything. The teachings of Moses, the Psalms of King David, the writings of St. Paul, and everything else in the Bible is subordinate to the teachings of Jesus. 
And so I encourage you to anchor your faith in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Here is where we find Jesus. So let me conclude. Read the Bible. Study it. Use Bible commentaries. Listen to Bible teachers. Do note when we do this, there will be differences of opinion, but there is always only one Savior. And here I hold to these words of encouragement from John Wesley. I beseech you by the mercies of God that we be in no wise divided among ourselves. Is thy heart right as my heart is with thine? I ask no further question. If it be, give me thy hand. For opinions or terms, let us not destroy the work of God. Dost thou love and serve God? It is enough. I give thee the right hand of fellowship. So I encourage you, get a Bible for yourself that you can read easily. Pray for the guidance of the Spirit. Get to know the teachings of Jesus. And then read the scriptures through the filter, the filter of Jesus. And grow in your faith. And I wish you God's blessing. A moment of reflection for you to ask, I wonder what God has said to me. I offer a musical interlude. Thank you for listening to this message from First United Methodist Brookings. To get every message delivered to you, subscribe to this podcast for free and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. You can always find more information about our services and outreach on our website at brookingsmethodist.org and on our Facebook page at Brookings First United Methodist Church. On behalf of Pastor Pete and all of Brookings First United Methodist Church, thank you for listening. This podcast was produced by Sam Becker on behalf of First United Methodist Church in Brookings, South Dakota. Intro and outro music was performed by our praise team under CCLI license number 936719, streaming plus license number 2103916. Visit BrookingsMethodist.org for more information.